patriots, comrades, and chums, the Roleplay Network welcomes you to What's Your Role, the show that goes behind the scenes of your favorite actual play podcasts. And here's your host, Jimmy Sprinkle. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to What's Your Role, the show that enters the garden of TTRPGs and watches the blossoming of all your favourite player characters. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles, and I can tell you right now that I am very excited to be introducing today's actual play. I am talking to Dungeons Deep RPG podcast and the cast of their Kids on Bikes campaign, an AP with more pedal power than a velodrome full of peddlers peddling pedals. (laughs) Welcome to the show, folks. Hi. Nice intro. <laughs> Can you say that again three times fast? <laughs> that was good. Before we meet our player characters, let us first turn to the mastermind of this little venture. Trevor, great to have you here. Thank you for having me, Jimmy. I'm honored to be on the show and honored to meet you. Thank you. Bless your heart. You sound like a southerner. Gosh. Yeah, that's an insult. <laughs> yeah, that's a backhanded insult is, here. Is that a backhanded insult? Yeah. In, a, yeah, in the American wrong. South. What's wrong with you people? Bless your heart. It's like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh. You did something stupid, but I'm still going to try to seem polite. Yeah, so, oh, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, bless your heart, dear. That's such a genuine affection in this country, most of the time. Um, Welcome to America. (laughs) Trevor, for those listeners not familiar with the Kids on Bike universe, could you tell us a little bit about the show? Yeah, so Kids on Bikes in Dungeons Deep RPGs takes place in 1986 in a little town called Hillcrest in the American Pacific Northwest. I've said on several occasions two different states, but if you listen to the first episode, it's clearly Washington State, not Oregon, like I decided to type in our introduction for several months. But it it is a little town uh, in Oregon. (laughs) Washington. Um, Kind of like back back in the forested, mountainous kind of region there and lots of strange things go on in Hillcrest mainly involving the surrounding forests Um, there are rumors of you know children going missing and these nature spirits that wander the forest during the fall and winter seasons in summer as well you can see them in the early morning supposedly Uh, there's a town history of children wandering off into the forest alone and never coming out again. There are also rumors of a witch who lives out in the woods. And in addition, there is a lively political uh, scene in, uh, in Hillcrest where there is a political race for the, uh, the mayor's position. And one of our characters' mother is a, uh, is a challenger to the incumbent, Mayor Hillcrest. And so that is all, that is all intertwined into the story. Okay, awesome. Thank you very, very much. And don't feel too bad about mixing up the states. I only learned this year that Washington State wasn't next door to Washington, D.C. So That is so good. valid. <laughs> when, like, that is the most valid. <laughs> Trevor, I'm going to ask you to take the reins for a sec, because on every episode of What's Your Role, we ask the GM to set the scene for us. We try our best to accommodate our characters so can you tell me where is this week's show taking place? Where would our characters feel most comfortable being interviewed or least 
comfortable if you're that way inclined. Mm. Where would they be least comfortable being interviewed? I'm thinking we are down in the deep depths of a cave that they've wandered into in the forests of Hillcrest. And there are stalactites and stalagmites uh, in, in this cave and it just descends really far down. They're not quite sure how far down they've gone, but as they walk down the the carved stony steps, the sound of their footsteps resound off of the cave walls into their ears and then back out again and echoes off into the cavern until they come into a large cavern room. And across from them, directly as they exit the stairway, there is a large wall, maybe 50 feet tall, made of roots. Uh, that intertwine and intermingle with no spaces in between them. And there's an archway outlining the the giant wall of black, dead roses. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I think we've all got a pretty clear picture of where we are then. And now I'm going to have to add loads of <laughs> reverb to you. So great. <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. I think it's now time we turn to the stars of tonight's show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you all to take it in turns. Players, can we have your names, the people that you play, and your character's favourite type of music? I got to think about the music. <laughs> I haven't thought about that yeah, at all. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor knows that I'm not... I'm not very good at 80s music, as seen by the playlist I made for everybody that was like 280 songs on them. I was going to kick it off then. Uh, I'm Hunter. I play Jesse, our conspiracy theorist, uh, whose favorite music is jazz. Nice. I'm Olivia, or Liv. Um, I play Frankie. I think Frankie's favorite music would be whatever everybody else's is. Um, not intentionally so, but just like anything that she hears others listening to. So you like pop music is what you're saying. Yeah, she likes radio (laughs) pop music. Radio 80s pop music. Uh, I'm Jackson. I'm playing Xander, uh, who is the punk rocker. So 80s rock music for the most part. Nothing fancy here. My name's Maddie. I play Colby. He's the only child of the group. What genre is Dancing Queen in? Because I think you would like that. Oh, that's totally like 80s synth pop. <laughs> yeah, synth pop. Dancing Queen, just, 70s. It is 70s. Is it 70s? Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like... That's okay. Maybe? It's still synth pop. Yeah. <laughs> so like it. Because, it's pre, yeah. It predates the 80s. He just kind of likes to dance around and be a little kid. Okay. And Keelan? I'm Keelan and I play Kyle, the group's angsty boy. I'd say Kyle's favorite music is probably rock, but he doesn't jam out to it. He just listens to it silently. (laughs) Sweet. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. I think it's a given that you probably have lots to say about your own characters. But what I want to know is what do other characters think about you? I'm going to ask each character in turn to talk about another character. Naturally, that character will have a chance to confirm or refute anything that is said about them. If you can, I'd like you to tell us one thing that you like about them and one thing that really grinds your gears about them as well. I'm going to start with. Xander. Tell me about Kyle. I was going to pick Kyle, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's pretty cool. 
get along pretty well, even though he doesn't like me. But he's a really big fucking pushover. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, would you say that's an accurate description of you? I wouldn't say Kyle's a pushover. He's just not really the... He's more the type to insult you rather than directly fight back. You can be both at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a pushover. He's just lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, valid. Yeah, valid. Okay, so Frankie, why don't you talk about Colby? Okay. Oh, here uh, we go again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Um, Frankie uh, and Colby do share a bond of uh, their past and everything, but Frankie doesn't think that he's responsible enough. He, She thinks he's too selfish, which she doesn't hold against him because he's a kid. But she also tries her very best to keep him out of adult situations, dangerous situations, and it frustrates her greatly. But she still has great affection for him. She's like a big sister. Colby, would you care to respond to that? I think everything she said was accurate. Um, (laughs) Colby is, yeah, he's exactly like that. I really couldn't add on anything better if I wanted to. Okay, so Kyle, could you tell us a little bit more about Xander? Xander and Kyle are friends by association. The fact that they first met by Kyle buying smokes, and then Xander just won't leave him alone. (laughs) So he kind of (laughs) he kind of accepted him as company that he doesn't mind having around. But he is too loud and obnoxious as well. I mean, valid. As all proper 80s punk rockers should be. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think Xander's that obnoxious. He's just annoying. They're slightly different. <laughs> I mean, like, Frankie would greatly appreciate Xander's annoyingness because he's always the one backing her up. <laughs> he tries, even though he denies liking anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then, Colby, what about Frankie? Oh, um, so, uh, yeah, and they have this mutual bond. Um, and I think it's weird because the dynamic kind of changes a little bit. Um, at first, he kind of sees her as the big sister type, but then as the podcast kept going along, he kind of starts seeing a little more flaws in her, um, more or less the fact that she kind of is also kind of selfish um so i think he starts to get kind of like that vibe and starts to kind of it's basically the same feeling Mm -hmm. um but it's just like he's starting to get more wise about she's not like the ideal person that she makes herself out to be (laughs) (laughs) um listeners at home Liv just pulled a face (laughs) (laughs) Which brings us on to Jesse, who is the, the, the newest so. member of the team. Obviously, we've got, we've got an odd number of people here, which, which makes it a bit tricky. So I, I don't mind going... talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know plenty of... J- Jesse knows plenty of good things about himself. Not so much bad, but... Uh... Jesse could talk about the group as a whole, because yeah, he's no, an adult. A bunch of idiots. Give <laughs> <laughs> kids. I'm the only good one because I'm the one that gives you your drugs. <laughs> yes, that Xander guy, I love him. He gives me drugs, but he really needs to accept reality. 
I was actually going to ask you, Trevor, to to talk about Jesse and give me your interpretation. Um, and then I think maybe we should hear from the kids and then maybe Jesse as well. Yeah. <laughs> My interpretation, you know, it, it was funny because uh, when when Hunter and I were going over, you know, what kind of character he wanted to play and was going to play when he joined the group, we went through several iterations of characters, and this one just turned out to be the pinnacle of hilarity that the show was missing. We we had we had a lot of seriousness, and then I was like, okay, we need we need some humor, and that's what Hunter loves to do. So uh, <laughs> we came up with Jesse, and Jesse is. Have you ever seen the movie um, Twenty Twelve? The movie about like the apocalypse and the world ending with John Cusack in it. I feel uh, like I should have, but I just couldn't bring myself to doing it. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Don't get me wrong. But Jesse is the equivalent of the character that Woody Harrelson plays in that movie, who is this uh, this conspiracy theorist, like the kind of guy who has like a bunch of red pins in the board with lines connecting all the dots, and none of it makes any sense at all. Um, so Jesse is just... You know. He's like uh, Alex Jones if Alex Jones were a good person. There you go. He's Alex Jones if Alex Jones was a, a nice human being. I think it's an interesting take because, you know, considering he's the only adult, he's also the biggest child of the group as well. Yeah. Um, yep. so it does create a really, really interesting dynamic. It contrasts with an otherwise more serious tone. And I mean, everything's so bonkers in Marsh Haven. Listening to you take that, I wouldn't say serious route, but there was definitely that going on, which was, um, you know, which was a really refreshing take from talking dogs and <laughs> jam sandwiches. We just went the, we went the Heathers route on, on this one, you know? Yes! I freaking God, love, I fucking love the Heathers. I've never seen it. <gasps> You're a bad oh. person. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I've never seen it. You need to see the musical as well, which is amazing. Yes! Uh, I, I definitely didn't know exactly how Jesse was going to meld with the group at first. Uh, because I'm, I'm very not used to playing characters that get involved in a lot of drama, uh, mm -hmm. like all the other characters in the cast are. Um, <laughs> so, so it was pretty difficult trying to get that balance of comedy with the drama. Well, I was going to say, in the long term, that's going to be an obstacle for you. Like, let's say, mm -hmm. you know, this, this adventure finishes and we move on to the next thing. How do you keep Jesse integrated in this group of people who are considerably younger? Uh, I think that will definitely be a challenge, uh, depending on what the next adventure is. Uh, like we said, Jesse is kind of child-minded in the way that he thinks uh, and the way that he logically puts his... Uh, conspiracies together uh so that those uh, very absurd conspiracies might be the thing that holds him to the group you're going to be the one with yellow exclamation mark above your head aren't you <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to be the one telling him to shut up and go away <laughs> yeah. he's like giles and buffy the vampire slayer you know he's like the one adult mm -hmm. that like has the info he's a little less sane than giles well yeah but he's like an adult who has the info <laughs> It's right. weird info, but also a lot of weed. I kind of view him as uh, <laughs> uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future a little bit mm. in, the, uh, in the way that he melds with children. Again, it's interesting because like, I did a real deep dive into kids on bikes when I 
when I first started the show and started looking at its origins and, and things like that. And I like I, I tried to come up with a, a list of rules for what makes a kids on bike genre. And one of those kind of key things in there is almost without exception, there is always that one adult who is on the kids' side. It makes sense that you include that adult. And I think it happened with the original Kids on Bike podcast with Officer Ross. We had Erin and I think it's just a kind of natural progression almost. It's the hero's journey. I mean, like the adult character always has a place in a story because of like the hero's journey is like the, the set of like most stories and it always has that to... Yeah. Well, and also, you know, there there comes a point in in every kids on bike style story where the 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 kids get into a spot that the only way they can get out of it is with the assistance of an adult, whether that yeah. adult whether that adult is sane or not. It, they require Question. the help of the adult, um, and I think it's just it's just that one it's it's that one aspect of of that type of story where you know it, it's the same it's the same concept. You're, you're still kids. You mm-hmm. haven't come of age yet. You haven't progressed enough to do the thing that needs to be done. So here is the, here's the deus ex machina, you know? So, yep, and we'll make them as idiotic as possible. So um, it's more believable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we are veering into the land of kids on bikes. We, I could seriously talk about this all day, but let's just, um, let's just move on for a while. This is a little section I've called, How Do You Solve a Problem Like? In this, your characters are going to be given a dilemma and it will be up to you to decide what your character would do in this situation. Let's give you the scenario and tell me, what would your character do? So it's Friday and school is finished for the day. You've said farewell to your friends and you're walking the final quarter mile by yourself to your house. Along the way, you find a plain manila envelope with no address on the front. There's nobody else around and this particular stretch of road is devoid of any houses. You look inside the envelope and find $2,000 and nothing else. Do you keep the money or try to track its owner down? If you decide to keep the money, how do you spend it? And if you decide to locate the owner, how do you go about it? Being the upstanding adult that uh, that Jesse is, he would absolutely uh, steal the money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For his own personal use, uh, out in his Airbus on the hill. Uh, he could always use more cans of beans, of course. Never enough beans for Jesse. $2,000 worth of beans. He eats a lot of beans. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frankie would look for signs to make sure it's not like a children's hospital or something. Not something that's like overtly like you're a bad person <laughs> if you steal this. And then she'll keep it for a while, check and make sure, no, again, Children's Hospital is like, we lost $2,000. And then when she's decided that it's like an appropriate time, she'll immediately tell somebody, like her friend Amelia or like this squad, if she so happens to be around them and kind of push the responsibility onto them. Like, let's split it so I don't feel so bad about it, but I also get the money. <laughs> <laughs> She's obviously keeping it to some extent. What would you spend the money on? Uh, I mean, like, 
depends on on the what uh what she needs at the time either sports stuff or makeup is kind of like her vibe <laughs> one of the two okay so what about jackson uh xander would definitely keep it without hesitation <laughs> that that was no hesitation <laughs> he'd probably use the money to try to get out of town because he doesn't want to be here and deal with his family anymore. So okay. he'd probably use it to try to get out of town, and if he wasn't able to, I guess probably be the most responsible one out of the way he spends it on, like, food and clothing and stuff, since he doesn't live at home. So responsible spending, possibly, of stolen money. <laughs> but Dang. I spent it responsibly, officer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be it's... the exact argument. Yeah. It's the responsible defense. It holds up in court. Um, okay, so uh, what about Kyle then? I honestly think Kyle would leave it. He wouldn't try to track it down and he wouldn't take it home with him. <laughs> lazy teenager. Just, ah, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, like we said, he's lazy. So, like, you open it, you look in it, <laughs> set it back down on the ground, go about your day. Oh, what do you know? It's too much of a moral quandary. You're giving them a lot of credit. I don't even think you would open it. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Come on, you gotta take at least a couple of dollars. I, so no, I think Kyle smokes, would okay? see this. See, it's just an empty envelope with a ton of money in it, and he'd be like, nope, and walk away from it, because he's not trusting that. I think Kyle is the true neutral character. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that makes me lawful good, then. Oh, you, Colby is not lawful oh, good. Well, let's find <laughs> out, shall we? Dear sweet Colby. <laughs> and I mean that. That's not backhanded or anything like that. Bless your heart, I remember listening Colby. to the first episode, and I was like, I love this kid. He's just adorable. Yay! Except Everyone loves the kid. That's true. Hates him. Yeah, I mean, he... He does make some very bad choices as the show goes on, but he is very sweet. Trevor has uh, proven he hates Colby. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you, you really? Trevor. Yeah, 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 I get it. It's all my fault. Anyway, um, Colby would look in the envelope, see that it's a lot of money, and probably like think for a second before taking like maybe like $10 or so. And then giving the rest to his mom, just be like, hey, I found this. Um, and he'll let her deal with it. And then I would just take that money to the comic shop and like go have a ball as an 11-year-old with $10 at the time. I like how your mom would look at it. <laughs> yeah, $1,990 makes sense. That <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't round up to 10 <laughs> I just think like he wouldn't want to deal with like going to the police or anything. He'd be like, hey, mom, I found this. Try to find the owner and then like do his own thing. Cool, 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 cool. I think that is bringing us close to the end of the first half. So we're going to disappear in just a moment so that you can listen to a promo. But before we do, it is literally the highlight of my week. It is, of course, time for Bards Against Humanity. And here is a lady that needs no introduction, but would probably vicious mockery me if I didn't give her one. So it's What's Your Role's very own Bard. Once a regional finalist in a Loveday Spraggins lookalike competition, it is, of course, Loveday Spraggins. Are you there, my lovely? (laughs) 
pa 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 Ah, Jimithum, yes, yes, I heard you caterwauling from so far away. Yes, well, let's get on with it, shall we? What would Grandma find disturbing, yet oddly charming? Hmm. I hope you're not referring to my Grandmama. Me, Loveday? Of course not. I would never dream of doing such a thing. I'm sure Granny Spraggins is as delightful and as charming as your good self. Whilst Granny Spraggins was, uh, to put it in her own colourful way, a right cantankerous old bitch, I will not hear a word said against her. Don't worry, love day. Your granny is quite safe. So there we have it, folks. We're going to go on a quick break now, but when we get back... The cast of Dungeons Deep RPGs will be giving their responses to Love Day Spraggins. See you real soon. The Dice Girls may not know what we're doing, but we're sure having a lot of fun doing it. Do my bagpipes have like attack damage? <laughs> if I take out my bow, <laughs> could I miss and hit Trigus? If you roll bad enough. <laughs> have we been able to see the whole time? <laughs> you have dark vision. Surprise! <laughs> What ho, ugly creature? Don't, don't mind him. Everyone's dying around me, but I can't hit anything! Are you guys gonna be okay? Honestly, I think the answer to that is always no. Who are you? We're just some riffraff. <laughs> Not anything particularly special. We are the Dice Girls. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. I rolled a four, we're gonna die. And welcome back. I'm here with the cast of Dungeons Deep RPG. And before the break, we asked you to consider a character-appropriate response for the gorgeous Miss Spraggins. Frankie. What would Grandma find disturbing, yet oddly charming? An absolutely hideous baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's so ugly that it's kind of cute, I guess. (laughs) Okay. So, Jackson. What would Grandma find disturbing, yet oddly charming? Me. Good heavens. <laughs> Just me. Whether it's Sandra or me. That is so valid. I know too much about you. Yes, you uh, do. Yes. <laughs> you all know too much about me. Okay, so, Jesse. What would Grandma... Find disturbing, yet oddly charming. Well, funny that Jackson said me, because Jesse's answer is Ostrazander. <laughs> <laughs> but Valid. it's Xander transforming into Batsquatch. It's canon. He's Batsquatch. It's canon. I will neither confirm nor deny this. Everything will make sense. <laughs> Keep up to date with us. You'll learn this yeah, later. I, I just realised I'm an episode <laughs> behind, so I'm going to go. I'm going to listen to that before I go to bed. All right. So, who do we still have to do? Colby. Where do you find them, Jimothy? What would Grandma find disturbing yet oddly charming? How about a brooding eleven-year-old on the roof of his house? <laughs> That's the best answer I have at the moment. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And Kyle. What would Grandma find disturbing, yet mm, oddly charming? Her son drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I love how half our answers are just us. 
but in first, fairness, that one is his dad. Yeah, that one is Kyle's dad. True. <laughs> Incredibly charming. <laughs> Ah, the Charming there. on a normal basis. We've yes, our answers it. our answers were references from our show. Go watch it or listen to it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's like cam a uh, cameo of like a really ugly baby. It's just so <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's gonna be a thing now. Yeah. Well, that segues quite nicely into what will probably be our final section of the evening, which is a little game I like to call "It's Canon." <laughs> This is what's your role's answer to two truths and a lie. And what I'd like you to do as characters now is um, give us a little bit more background information on your characters. Maybe something that our listeners might not know about you because it's never come up. It might be something that the other characters don't know about you. So all I'm asking for is two truths and a lie. And we'll see if we can figure out which the lie is. So... Who would like to begin? Oh, wait, so it's two truths. So you and tell a, two truths lie. about yourself and a lie. You don't distinguish which one's which. In but character. In character. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Not, a, not about you, Maddie, but about culture. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Who's gone? I will go first. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> um, Frankie was in baby beauty pageants um frankie's goal in life is to be a famous sports player but she doesn't really care which sport um and frankie is bisexual i think i know the lie okay so how we're gonna do this is if you want to have a guess that's cool if you guess right you can sit out the next round so somebody else can have a go yeah maddie what do you think the lie is before you do, just think like maybe I'm trying to fuck with you. All like a lot of my characters have a trend, okay? And this one does break the trend. Maybe it actually doesn't. No. Uh, are we all guessing simultaneously? No, just or? just one no, person. Just one person. It's just I, me. I, and I, think... I mean, we all we all know at least one of the truths. We should at this point, at least. It's a fifty-fifty shot. <laughs> No, I don't think. I think Frankie's full on lesbian. I don't think she's bi. She's that's full on lie. lesbian. <laughs> that's a good point. The, uh, the way you said that it sounded very funny to me. She's bi because she dated uh, what's his face. Yeah, exactly. She did. She dated the guy well, we beat up. She dated a lot of guys. Maybe she doesn't realize it yet. So, Maddie, <laughs> I'm giving you the final choice. Which is the lie? I want to say the lie is the beauty pageant one, just because I don't think Frankie would do that and character or her backstory but i'm gonna go on a hunch and say that frankie is a lesbian so the last one is false i was with the beauty pageant damn <laughs> <laughs> frankie's a lesbian she dates guys just to present herself as not one but she's, so that is she the gay. correct guess then yeah 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 right. yeah amazing right <laughs> well because like all of my other characters have been bi so i wanted to like <laughs> You wanted to go full lesbian that time. I wanted to go full. <laughs> to go full. <laughs> but, but you wanted to present yourself as bi. I was just like, no. Oh, you definitely tricked me. All right then. Well, Jesse, do you want to go next? Absolutely. Jesse goes into town for a newspaper every morning. Uh, Jesse is really interested in magic, and Jesse has a valid driver's license. 
Good luck. Okay, I have a question. When you say interested in magic, do you mean likes magic or hates likes it? Likes magic. Okay. That's a lie. Is that the final answer from the group? I mean, everybody else guessed too, obviously. Well, uh, no, it's just one person guessed. Oh. Final answer. Go for it. Yep, that is correct. Jesse is completely hating magic. Oh, yeah, he's terrified. I forgot. <laughs> You have a valid driver's license? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was the one. So do you live in an RV? He lives in an Airbus that's parked. There's no car <laughs> attached to it. I thought it was a trailer. Or is that the same thing? I thought he lived in an RV. <laughs> well, an Airbus is an RV. It's just like a small yeah. metal RV. You attach to the back of a car. It doesn't have that like... you attach uh, to the back I've, of a vehicle. Okay. Wow. Oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> we call them caravans over here. Yeah, to get uh, uh, up the hill somehow. Oh, you call them caravans. Oh, the yeah. caravan park. Those were the days. Back like you're old, Keelan. <laughs> okay, so who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay, so Kyle spends his free time um, drawing people that he sees passing by. Um, he was once part of a school band. And when he was younger, he wanted to work at his dad's store. I think that last one's the lie because Kyle always says he doesn't want to work yeah. there. But now he's a broody <laughs> now big he's, boy now he's who doesn't edgy. care about his dad. <laughs> now he's, I think it's the middle one. I'm bad at guessing, so... So the last one is the final answer then, yeah? I'm, I'm, I'm with the last one. Yeah. No, the uh, music group was the lie. Oh, he wanted to work at dad's store. That's what I'm saying. When kids are little, they like their parents, and then they become it was, teenagers. Um, it was before and... the divorce, if that helps. It all makes sense now. I need that one. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Man, look what you did to him. Y'all, Kyle, for the listeners at home, Kyle is actually a really super deep character. I love Kyle so much. Kyle's probably, like, the nicest out of us, I feel like. He's the most morally not corrupt. <laughs> yeah, but is that by choice or just by sheer... Nah. Both. Because <laughs> everybody else is bad. <laughs> I think deep down, Kyle is a very nice person, but because of his life experiences, he's put up this front of just being um, pessimistic and antisocial. Okay. He's a sad boy, but he's a good he's boy. He's like Eeyore. Yes! <laughs> I'm Kyle. <laughs> right so which leaves us with thunder thunder yep mine are he actually really likes his parents uh he actually likes school and he's not straight (laughs) i see the look on trevor's face yeah i I, I got down to two yeah obviously (laughs) i don't know this one i have a guess but i don't want to oh no go for it it. i'm I'm down to two i have no idea which one Oh, oh Keelan, I think uh, liking school is a lie. That's the one I thought was the truth. I went with the obvious, so yeah. Because that time, that time okay. you went to oh, your, he likes his parents. That time you went to your parents' house, you're not very aggressive towards them. So. Oh, look at you. Keelan pulling out the Zander's receipts. my friend, so, <laughs> so I should know the most about <laughs> Listen, he's, he's, he's my weed dealer. I don't know much. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is he's got good I knew product. Olivia knew at least one of them. So. <laughs> okay, so that brings us on to Colby. All right. 
So Colby is really popular. He actually loves to read, especially comics. And he actually is really outdoorsy. Okay, obviously he likes comics. Like that's <laughs> we, we, we all know <laughs> reading is a truth. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the question now is, do we think he's popular or do we think he's outdoorsy? No, I don't think I don't, he's popular no, think at he's all. Because, because he only has the one whoa. friend. He has whoa, the one whoa, friend. We don't know Colby's situation. I, I, I said that Jack was his best friend. I never okay. said Jack was from his how, only friend. From how his situation's been described, at least, it seems like Jack's his only friend. And nobody else has been coming around like, hey, Colby, are you actually okay? You seem to be hanging out with like a bunch of weird <laughs> teens recently. And just adult middle schoolers. <laughs> and an adult. <laughs> Holy, get the fuck away from that. Can I also point out that Maddie said that Colby liked to read comic books. Maybe Colby just looks at the pictures. Ooh. That's true. He, He's talked okay. about the story in the comic books before, though, to be Well, fair. no, but who lets their kid read Killing Joke? Apparently, Colby. I'm mom. just saying, it makes more All sense right, well, if his well, mom's my like... My vote is with the popularity. I don't think Colby's popular. Think I'm with the popularity, with the popularity. So Maybe he's outdoorsy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps going yeah, into the... He's deeper into the woods. What? <laughs> yeah, you do. You run, we have evidence. <laughs> we have evidence. He keeps going into the gosh dang woods. So. I like how everyone was like, so did their thing, and one person responded, then I go, everyone responded. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of obvious the first one is a lie. He really only had the one friend, and he kind of goes to this like group of teenagers as like his really only friends. Um, and he's outdoorsy because, like, he rides his bike, he climbs trees, he's Captain Colby, he does all the crazy outdoorsy stuff. He also <laughs> fell out of the tree. Well, look at me. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please talk about everyone's favorite character, Amelia? Let's take a moment yes. for Amelia. Amelia. Listen, I love Amelia, okay? I love Kyle slash Keelan's reaction to Amelia. That's my favorite part. Sometimes I can't tell if it's Kyle being annoyed or Keelan just really being done with <laughs> both. No, my favorite, I don't know if, okay, when Amelia started, like, it seemed like flirting with Kyle and Freggy was like, what the fuck? I will not have this. <laughs> All right, let's see. Amelia is the captain of the cheerleading squad. Amelia only lives with her dad. Amelia is related to Xander. Either being only with the dad or being related to Xander has to be false. So I think it's because Xander has both Zan his parents that live together. I think it's the Xander thing. Yeah, I think it's Xander thing. Now that you put it together, unless like I haven't that. been told it's the Xander thing. Actually, you have a sister. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! He said related to. I they said related cousins. to. Trevor's trying to be tricky. Oh yeah, that third cousin twice removed, Amelia, that we don't talk about. So we talk I'll, about I'll her drop. a lot, actually. So do you have an answer? I don't think she's the captain. I don't think she's the captain either. Okay. You were correct. Amelia is not the captain of the She's not responsible enough. Squad. She's I guess not I have a relative enough. I do not know about. You do. I'm dropping a bombshell <laughs> on you. Amelia is like second cousin. 
How come she hasn't said anything? You don't talk to your second cousin. Yeah, who talks to their <laughs> second cousin? I can name a second cousin. At least knowing they're related is going to be like, oh. <laughs> That'd be a funny conversation. Frankie talking to Xander like, oh yeah, I'm actually in love with your, uh, with your second cousin. <laughs> I need your blessing. <laughs> I need your blessing. I need her blessing too. She's great. But I need specifically, the second cousin. Yeah. So what was that then? That was what, like four out of five. I think you got right. That's not too shabby. Yeah, you know, interestingly, was. all the other, know all the sessions that I've done, it's almost always been spot on. Look how well you know each other. I love it. Right, okay, so we are nearing the end of this week's episode, but before we go, I'm sure our listeners would love to know what the future holds for your characters. What avenues would you like to explore and what should we expect to see from your characters? Do they have any sort of long-term, short-term goals? Okay, um, so it's kind of dropped in the first episode that Colby has a missing brother. Um, and I think at, um, at this point, that's his only goal. Um, and I don't know how or in what circumstance, but I would really like to see Adam Linsky again, um, see him interact with him. I think that'd be really cool. But um, in terms of what's actually coming up, uh, what can I say? It gets dark and more interesting, I guess. <laughs> Do you think Colby thinks his brother's still alive? Do you think he's, is he, is he motivated to pursue that kind of line of investigation or does he deep down know that his brother's gone? That's very interesting. Um, I was thinking at first that he'd always have hope, like in the very beginning. And then that incident happens in the science class and he hears the voice and he gets in this trance and I kind of took that as, okay, there's like, if he heard his voice, then somehow he's talking to him. So it's kind of like that logic leap of like, he's alive somewhere and now I have proof. Um, so now he's just dead set on trying to find his brother and more or less trying to figure out what's going on as a whole. So yeah, I do think that cool. he's still alive. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So Kyle. I think, um, I think the future of Kyle is going to be his his arc is going to be opening up to people more and actually learn actually being nice to them. I think he's he's already getting fairly attached to the group and the whole um issues dad's having. I think he's going to he's going to make him open up more really. Kyle's a tough character to play cuz it's it's hard to get him motivated for something. Yeah, but and, and I mean, I suppose in that in that respects, it's also you know it's going to be an interesting journey for Kyle because you know, and it, it, he's 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 going to be a slow burn kind of a character as well. It's going to be those little things that slowly build up, and and he will eventually begin to sort of blossom and open up. I can't wait to find out what's going to happen with the with your dad's place because in my heart all i want to see is some kind of like it's a wonderful life the whole town comes together <laughs> and it all becomes lovely but i suspect i'm setting myself up for a fall okay so uh let's go with frankie well frankie's current goal is just to stay alive um is to keep everybody else <laughs> alive and her vibe as we see her now is that of like this is 
not really our problem. Like we're kids. We don't, this isn't our thing. But I think in the future, she's, uh, her wannabe heroic heartstrings are going to be pulled to a certain direction of taking a more active approach. All right. So what's the future for Xander? I honestly don't know. And I think that's pretty normal for Xander is not knowing because it all depends on outside factors for him. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of more of the same because just the situation. I don't know how to explain it. Okay, so well, let me, let me throw another question at you. What would you like to see for Xander in the future? I would like for him to, I guess, become an actual more model person, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Just because hey, if you if you become a model citizen, where was Jesse supposed to get his weed? <laughs> but your your character arc really depends on kind of you're 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 very much like the the uh, the the fish riding the current. You're you're not you don't have a direction. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't exactly have like. I know some people have characters that these are their goals for that character. With me and a lot of my characters, and especially with Xander, I have no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't plan in advance. I want this to happen. I kind of go with how the story progresses and what seems more like a natural reaction for the character in the moment. Because, I mean, there was that lovely moment with Kyle's dad, mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's really cool. And then all hopes were just dashed aside exactly. i'm real good at that yeah you are we know this that was harsh man <laughs> all good i do think xander's like interpersonal skills might be a little better like continually at least he's becoming more of the group he's becoming more of part of a group rather than just individual yeah yeah like, he likes Kyle. He's okay with Frankie. Sometimes. Jesse drives him around. Jesse annoys him to no end. Oh, I know he does. Listen, Amelia also drives everybody around, okay? Point All for right. Amelia. Xander's pretty okay with Amelia, to be fair. But Jesse drives him nuts. That's because that's you're second cousins. You're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gavin, guys. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> okay, so what about Jesse then? Jesse's goal, uh, it's still about the same as when it, uh, what I said when I created the character. Uh, his goal is to be publicly recognized for being correct with his absurd theories. Uh, and he's using these group of kids where all this supernatural and occult stuff is occurring in proximity to them to help him better succeed in uh, being exposed to, uh, to that stuff to meet his goal. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, we have just really started to come to the end of today's episode. So do you have any plugs before we uh, wrap things up? Yeah. (laughs) So Dungeons Deep RPGs has multiple shows that we run, not just Kids on Bikes. If you like Call of Cthulhu, we have an outstanding campaign of that. That is also going. We're playing horror on the Orient Express. And it's nothing like the horror on the Orient Express that you think you might know. This is better. <laughs> and we also run one-shots for the single session show. We've recorded a lot of them, 
Yes, like quick act human, which featured the entire cast of Kids on Bikes. Because we, I love the one shots. Great, one shots are a lot of fun. You can find us on Twitter at dd underscore rpgs, and you can find me at gm underscore dungeons deep. But yeah, we have lots of things planned for the future. The Kids on Bikes crew have currently taken a brief hiatus in order to do a secret project that we are working on. Um, it's worth it. It's very worth it. And I think that's all I've got. <laughs> Anybody else? If you want to hear about Olivia's plants, you can follow her on Twitter. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. My Twitter is Nugget the Sundew. Because it's a sundew name, Nugget. Follow me. I update everybody on my plants. I, I would just like to say Olivia that Olivia's out. plants... Are the, are, the, are the Twitter posts that you didn't realize you needed. One last thing. I and Olivia will be going to PAX Unplugged. Oh. You probably, this, that will be long over before this is posted. So if you saw us at PAX Unplugged, it was great meeting you. <laughs> I had to take that in a totally different direction than I thought I was going to. Uh, meet us at PAX Unplugged. Wait a second. <laughs> we need to join you at PAX Unplugged. Make the time machine. Go back. Oh, you should just leave this in, Jimmy. That's hilarious. I'm totally leaving that in. Okay. Uh, I want to say a Big, huge thank you once again to the cast of Dungeons Deep, Kids on Bikes RPG. And we will be back very, very soon with another cast of characters to find out what is their role. Thank you very much. Good Thank you for listening to What's Your Role? Featuring Jimmy Sprinkles as your host and Fiona Howitt as Loveday Spratt. For news on upcoming guests or info on how you can join Jimmy and Loveday, be sure to follow us at What's Your Role on Twitter or contact us at RollToPlayNetwork.com. What's Your Role has been a Role to Play Network production.